Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Here's your host, Rob Carson. It is already, uh, what? What is today? Today's Tuesday. Oh, my Lord. It's Tuesday. <laughs> the uh, 3rd of August. And uh, much to get up, uh, get to, I should say, including uh, what they're calling the greatest cover-up of all time, which, of course, is that uh, the media, the Democrat Party, Joe Biden, uh, among others, covered up the fact that the coronavirus came from the Wuhan lab. It's the most obvious answer to where it came from. And I have said from the get-go, and anybody with any common sense at all has said from the get-go, yeah, of course, of course, of course, of course. Even Jon Stewart a couple weeks ago on Colbert's show said, duh, we're not stupid. Uh, This is a massive cover-up, and it makes you kind of wonder what other cover-ups are happening. Because in the last couple of years, particularly in the last year or so, We know that there's been collusion between big social media, the mainstream media, and the Democrat Party to cover up things like Hunter Biden's laptop before the election. We also know that certain things are verboten. Certain things you cannot say on social media, certain stories are not being covered by the mainstream media. And whenever you bring these up, you're called a conspiracy theorist or a racist or whatever. If you think that perhaps the FBI was involved in infiltrating the January 6th protest in the Capitol, which it appears more and more likely as the crowd was peaceful until the authorities started firing flash grenades into the crowd... And also the FBI infiltrated and created a plot to uh, kidnap Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of uh, Michigan, weeks before. And then let's talk about election fraud. We haven't been able to say anything about it. We haven't been able to say a thing about election fraud. If you think that there was a, a good deal of election chicanery, you are stricken from social media. You lose platforms. You'll be called a conspiracy theorist. It's remarkable, actually, in a country where we have the First Amendment There are so many things that uh, we cannot say. And the government now is calling what we have to say when we disagree with them on anything. It is misinformation. It is disinformatia. Misinformatia. As Joseph Stalin said in 1926. These are odd times. These are strange times. These are very terrifying times. But ultimately, I think good is going to win. I really, really do. In the meantime, we're in for a rough ride. We've got governments uh, out of control spending right now another trillion dollar wasteful 2,700 page bill that does very little for infrastructure, props up uh, Amtrak a little bit longer, I guess. And our dollar is going to plummet in value. There's no doubt about it. We're $30 trillion in debt, guys. And and I would recommend investing some money in something that's not going to go away and that is uh, gold or silver gold or silver with american hartford gold this is a great company an a plus rating from the bbb thousands of satisfied uh, clients and if you want to know more about it and possibly get up to fifteen hundred dollars in free silver just text rob rob me to six five five three two rob to six five five three two 
Top Republicans of the House Foreign Affairs Committee said in a report Monday that the coronavirus that caused COVID-19 leaked from the China's uh, Wuhan Institute of Virology in August or early September 2019, and that Chinese officials took part in the greatest cover-up of all time. The evidence provided in an update of Representative Michael T. McCall's report in September on the origins of COVID-19 suggests that SARS-CoV-2, which had been genetically manipulated, was released from the laboratory accidentally in August or September 2019. The investigating team said several key findings pointed to the leak, including the unexplained removal of a Wuhan Institute of Virology virus database in September 2019, Chinese officials' expressions of safety concern, and unusually scheduled maintenance at the lab. They also noted that several athletes from the military world games in Wuhan fell ill with COVID-like symptoms in October 2019. The People's Liberation Army bioweapons expert was appointed to head the biosafety level 4 lab in early 2019. Huh, that's interesting. That's interesting. President Biden ordered U.S. intelligence officials to, uh, in May to speed up their investigation into the origins of the virus and to report back within 90 days. We've heard nothing of that because nothing is happening. Because they're going to get to 90 days and they're going to say, oh, no, no, we didn't find anything. We didn't find anything. Yeah. Yeah. The report also concludes that uh, Wuhan Institute of, of Virology researchers and Chinese officials worked to suppress information related to the investigation into the virus origins and suppress public debate of a possible uh, leak. Notably, the report points to the links the Chinese Communist Party and the World Health Organization went to to cover up the outbreak early on. The Communist Party detained doctors who have disappeared, journalists destroyed lab samples, and barred a full-scale probe into the origins by international investigators. These are all things anybody with common sense would say, duh, duh, and we helped fund it, Anthony Fauci. The report said uh, unusual activity was detected at the Wuhan lab in July 2019 and that a request was made for $1.5 million overhaul of a hazardous waste treatment system for the facility, which is only two years old. 2014, the NIH awarded a grant to the U.S.-based Eco Health Alliance, which got hundreds of millions of dollars from the government, to study the threat of coronaviruses from bats. The project was renewed in 2019 for five years. The Wuhan lab received $600,000 from the grants as a collaborator on the project. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I guess I kind of get tired of being told I'm a conspiracy theorist, I'm a this and I'm a that, when I just try, when I just try to tell the truth uh, and fight, uh, fight the power, as it were. Because right now, the power, they are abusing us. Let me just, let me just put it that way. They are abusing us right now. Mission accomplished, by the way. This is what Democrats want. The headline, Americans' optimism about COVID-19 cases dashed as cases surge. More Americans say the coronavirus situation in the U.S. is getting worse rather than better. In June, a record 89% said the situation was getting better, while only 3% said it was getting worse. Mission accomplished, ladies and gentlemen. 40% of Americans in July 2021 say the situation is getting better. 45% say worse. 14% saying the same. This makes you pliable, kids. This makes you pliable. This makes you depressed. This makes you want to keep your kids home. This makes you want to wear a mask. This makes you want to not go to work. This makes you want to file for unemployment. (laughs) Wow. Americans now expect societal disruptions related to COVID-19 to persist at least through the end of the year or longer. Many believe it's going to stretch into next year, which is an election year. 
Mission accomplished. Congratulations, Democrats. You did it with some very, very poorly supported data last week on a variant you can't even test for. That's pretty funny. In the meantime, in the meantime, Muriel Bowser, the mayor of uh, D.C., the morning that she reinstituted masks inside, went to a wedding reception and nobody was wearing masks. And Barack Obama's planning a big old birthday, a big old birthday on Martha Vineyard. He never built a thing in his life, and he's got a $14 million house there. I don't know why he built it next to the beach, because he says the seas are rising. But uh, here's Jen Psaki being asked about the, the big bash for, uh, for Barack Obama, even though the, uh, this new variant, this Delta variant, is going to kill us all. But no big deal for him, because it's his 60th birthday. By the way, he is now officially, I guess, in a, uh, in a high-risk category, because he's a senior citizen. Is President Obama setting the wrong example about how serious COVID-19 is by hosting a big birthday party with hundreds of people this week? Well, I would certainly refer you to uh, the team who is working for my former boss to give you more specifics of what the protocols are in place. But I would note first that former President Obama has been a huge advocate of individuals getting that. No, I'm just going to say the CDC is recommending that Anyone inside wear a mask, even if you've been vaccinated, okay? Even if you've been vaccinated. What CDC has provided guidance on is for indoor settings in high or substantial high zones of COVID cases. This event, according to all the public reporting, is outdoors and in a moderate zone. But in addition, there is testing requirements and other... And don't you realize he's part of the proletariat? Why? How dare you ask something of this? How dare you ask him and his $14 million, one of his many mansions, to uh, to say he can't celebrate with his glorious upper crust friends, including Oprah and Steven Spielberg? Steps they're taking, which I'm sure they can outline for you in more detail. But is there any concern, just because, as you've said here, and you've had people saying over the last couple of days, vaccinated people can't still spread this Delta variant uh, around? So is there? Yes, but not if you're part of the ruling class. Concern that this President Obama birthday party might become a super spreader event. Well, I think Peter. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? They're talking about Lollapalooza being a. Super spreader event in this this study they brought out of Massachusetts, a small enclave up there where uh, several hundred people tested positive for COVID. 74% had been vaccinated. Uh, five people hospitalized, two with pre-existing conditions, and nobody died. That's what the new COVID masking regulations and all this nonsense is about. The guidance is about what steps people can take uh, when they're in public settings, indoor settings specifically. Now we're talking about Obama's birthday there, Chen. was the new guidance to keep themselves and others safe. In terms of what protocols uh, they are taking, I would refer you to them, and I'm sure they can give you more details. And just last one. So people who are watching this at home and they see, well, President Obama can have a party with several hundred people. <laughs> Should they think that it is okay for them to have a party uh-oh, with uh-oh, several, uh-oh. several hundred people now? Well, we certainly advise everyone to follow public health guidelines, uh, which I know the former president, who is a huge advocate of getting vaccinated. She does the up talk when she's kind of at a loss of words. Of following the guidance of public health experts would certainly... Blah, 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 blah. Here's a report on D.C. Uh, Mayor Mariel Bowser going to, uh, well, there was, it, was on a, it was on a rooftop, but there was also an indoor reception for a wedding that she uh, officiated. Dear God, those poor people are starting things off on the wrong foot. She was uh, photographed without a mask on, and now they're scrambling to cover their butts because that morning the mask mandate in D.C. went into effect. 
Jacqueline, the mayor's office, says that the wedding that she officiated was here on the roof of the hotel, and therefore... You'd think that the divorces would need the officiating. ...not subject to the mask mandate, and they also say when the mayor was inside not wearing a mask, she was eating or drinking. This picture, obtained by the Washington Examiner, shows Bowser unmasked, and she is not eating or drinking at that... It doesn't matter. You are indoors with a, without a mask on. You, If it's really as deadly as everyone says it is, you should go outdoors to eat or drink, because if you have to return your mask, you're going to kill everybody. Very moment. Her office does say, though, that the photo shows her mask still attached to her ear, indicating that she was taking it on and off when she was dining, which would comply with the mandate. But the picture and the fact that other Uh photos of the wedding showed maskless dancing indoors, where guests and even the bride and groom were not eating or drinking, that has raised questions and criticism. Bowser officiated the outdoor ceremony on the roof at 5 Saturday morning. That is when Bowser's indoor mask mandate went into effect. We asked people what they thought about the mayor's attendance and pictures showing guests appearing to violate that. I'm sure they're going to say, hey, listen, the ruling class can do whatever they want because we're just the little people, right? Indoor mask mandate. If people see the mayor and the president not following by the guidelines, then why should they feel the why they feel obligated to do this thing. If you implement rules and you demonstrate them in a professional way, uh, with no excuses, then people would do their best to follow. It's a wedding. Things are going to happen, and that's just the way it is. Yeah, because Jason Harner is uh, obviously a Democrat. So here is uh, Rand Paul taking you down with cold hard facts. But right now, they're going back to masks saying it's the Delta variant. Well, there's one large study out of England from Public Health England, 92,000 patients. And do you know how many people died in the vaccinated wing of this under age 50? Zero. What? Do you know how many people died? There were 52,000 people unvaccinated. Do you know how many people died? Uh, Six. That works out to 0.08% less than the flu. That's under age 50. Over age 50, it was about half as many people died as were dying last year. So you see, they need something to shut everything down and to make us wear masks again because masks broadcast fear. An election year is coming up. The Delta variant is more trans... Silly, Rand Paul. ...missable, but less deadly. But if you say that... Facebook will take you down, they'll chastise Uh, you, take away mm. your birthday, and say you're spreading mistruth. But it's absolutely factual. The Delta variant is more transmissible, but far less deadly than the virus from last year. Yeah, it is. And it's ridiculous that we're having to go through this. Here is uh, Rochelle Walensky. She's the CDC director, the commandant, I guess, of uh, the CDC, saying that even vaccinated children... I'll get you, my pretty. Even vaccinated children are going to have to wear masks this fall. Un freaking real. Yeah, thank you, Cheryl. So maybe I'll start with the children and say, I think our guidance um, is very clear about what we should be in schools. And that is everyone who is in the... I'm asking you as parents, aren't you sick of this crap? Are you tired of your child being abused by people like this? Are you sick and damn tired of it? K through 12 school um, in the fall should be masked. Everyone across the country, adults, children, vaccinated or unvaccinated, everyone should be masked. Um, Shut your In terms of uh, the the question about uh, guidance for vaccinated people wearing masks. This is all based on nonsense. Did you not just hear what Rand Paul said? This is all based on nonsense. Now you want to hear the piece de resistance? And this is what they're after, by the way. They are after permanently changing our behavior. 
having us constantly live under a state of government control with the threat of a new variant coming around. I told you last year this could never happen again. This could never happen again. But here is Brown University. I should say Brown, Brown Shirt University. Professor Dr. Megan Ranney, practicing physician. Obviously, she isn't very good at it. She's still practicing. I said the quiet part out loud over the weekend. We're never returning to pre-pandemic life. The coronavirus not going away. Or can we ever go back to a pre-pandemic reality? We are never going to go back to a pre-pandemic reality, and I do agree. And I'd like to just tell you to, uh, you know, kiss it. That we do have to become comfortable with the fact that this virus is going to be sticking around. I am not going to be comfortable with that. I'm not comfortable with the idea of smallpox sticking around. And smallpox is really deadly, and this isn't. The goal is to decrease severe illness, hospitalization, and death. But there are still some things that we don't really know. We don't yeah, you're spewing uh, nonsense about things you don't know. know how much this novel vari- variant, the Delta variant, affects children. It is our responsibility. It apparently does not. Ability to keep them safe until they can get vaccinated. And you see, it's the children now. You and I got to focus on the children. We don't know it's going to affect the children. Realize that the COVID last year didn't affect the children. But we don't know. You never know. We just got to err on the side of caution and restriction and trampling your freedom and it's our responsibility to stop these surges while there are still so many who are unvaccinated listen there are 200 hospital workers in san francisco who've gotten sick over the last couple of weeks because of exposure largely to unvaccinated people who caught delta who then got oh why weren't they vaccinated then why weren't the people in the hospital vaccinated vaccinated sick that's not fair so, yes, we have to learn to live with this. But so well, you, today, you got the vaccinated sick. So there you go. All right. So that's really great. The, the vaccine really worked so well. So let me go out and get that vaccine that doesn't work then. is not the moment where we drop our precautions. Hmm. When we get all of our kids vaccinated, when we know a little more about the long-term effects of the breakthroughs, then that's the point at which this becomes yet another virus that is part of our day-to-day. Nonsense. Absolutely nonsense. Andrew Cuomo, the uh, governor of the state of New York, after 11 hours of grilling uh, because of sexual harassment uh, allegations and uh, bullying allegations by 80 people. I'm sure all of those people are just making it up. Yeah, yeah. He says that basically uh, he's demanding, asking, demanding uh, business owners uh, that you only allow people who've been vaccinated into into your business. This is this is kind of odd. I mean, there was a time in our history, not our history, I think it was Germany, um, where people uh, were labeled and told they couldn't go into businesses and they couldn't own businesses and they couldn't have people go into their businesses because of, uh, of something that separated them from everybody else. Private businesses. Yeah, I said it. I am asking them. And suggesting to them, go to vaccine-only admission. Go to vaccine-only admission. I'm going to just say this real quick. Anyone who disagrees with it does not have any common sense. January 10th, Massachusetts Department of Public Health began receiving reports of an increased number of cases linked to a county in uh, Massachusetts. Okay, uh, Gatherings in Provincetown. 14-day average, a rolling average of COVID-19 cases in the county rose from zero cases per 100,000 uh, to 177. By July 26, 469 cases have been identified, of which 74%, or 346, were among fully vaccinated with at least 14 days since their final dose. Now, uh, the nearly 80% of those with breakthrough infections had signs or symptoms, such as a cough, a fever, or a headache. Which could also be the, uh, you know, uh, symptoms for a variety of other things as well. 
Of the five COVID-19 patients who were hospitalized, four were fully vaccinated. Uh, two had underlying conditions, no deaths in either group. And that's where we're basing all of this nonsense on. If you don't see how nonsensical it is to mask our children again and all of this, then honestly, uh, just just get on the train car. Just get on the train car to oblivion with this government. Here is a little bit more from the governor of New York. Go to vaccine-only admission. We did this. Radio City Music Hall. He got elected with that voice. Months ago. Reopened. Vaccine-only. Sold out all the shows. Sports arenas, they went up to about 90% vaccine only. Private businesses, bars, restaurants, go to a vaccine only admission. I believe it's in your best business interest. You know, if I go to a bar and I want to have a drink and I want to talk to the person next to me, I want to know that that person is vaccinated. Isn't it amazing that the vaccines became completely worthless to those who have been vaccinated, yet they still want us to get vaccinated? And they, by saying that we're not vaccinated, don't want us to enjoy our lives at all. Don't you think this is a little twisted, kids? I think it's wicked twisted. I really do. A little bit more coming up with uh, Randy Weingarten, the head of uh, America's Largest Teachers Union. Yeah, she's talking about uh, kids going back to school, wearing um, masks, and also, hey, may, they may not even be able to go back to class. But before that, here's what uh, Peter Nabarro told uh, Eric Bowling about uh, the economy and what Joe Biden's doing to it. Everything that Biden regime is doing is both pushing inflation, which is going to weaken the dollar and hurt basically medical America, but it's also pushing recession. So my concern, Eric, is that we're moving into an era of stagflation and everything in the print numbers that we're seeing now uh, suggests that. We're- now, this, of course, means that the uh, the dollar is going to deflate. This means that things are already costing you a whole heck of a lot more in the grocery store. That's why I'm recommending you get in touch with American Hartford Gold Thanks to our government's out-of-control spending, many, including Peter Navarro, see dark days ahead for the dollar. I recommend you diversify with gold and silver. Gold and silver have always been valuable. Hartford actually sells gold and silver, physical gold and silver, delivered to your door or inside of an IRA, and they make it easy. They get an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Thousands of satisfied clients, including this guy right here. And if you call them right now, they will give you up to $1,500 of free silver on your first order. Whoa. Yeah. Here's the number. 866-204-8226. 866-204-8226. Or you can text the word Rob, my first name. R-O-B. It's not R-O-B-B, like the fancy Rob that came around in the 90s. Just one B. Rob to 65532. Rob to 65532. Rob 65532 for American Hartford Gold. Rob Schmidt had uh, Representative Ronnie Jackson, used to be the uh, the official White House doctor. He was under uh, Donald Trump talking about uh, masking up and why everybody's going ape, you know what, about masking up, at least those on the left. Right, especially since this particular virus right now, if you're immunized, uh, has uh, less mortality than the, than the, than the common cold or 
the uh, the seasonal flu does. Huh. And we're masking up. We're not masking up to keep people safe anymore, Rob. Make no mistake about it. They want us to mask up until they get the next election under their belt. Oh, this wow. masking is, is an effort to create fear again and to spin the virus up because they need an excuse for unsolicited mail-in ballots one more time. They've yep. got to make this happen one more time to put the yep. final death blow and to and put their Marxist, socialist, communist policies in full uh in full play so yep. this is about you know this is about the election this is being done for political reasons you betcha you betcha there buddy you got it exactly right let's move on to our poorest border where it's uh, overrun actually yesterday a thousand people in one location hiding under a viaduct that was covered um here is uh, cortez and pellegrino talking with chip roy he is from texas and uh, he essentially says and i want you to listen to this border security they're giving up. They are giving up. They're throwing up their hands. They are getting ready to wholesale allow anybody over the border who wants to come in. That is a breach of our border, of our sovereign border, that should be protected by the federal government. It is one of their duties to protect. This is an invasion of our country. This is bringing in COVID cases. If everybody's so terrified of COVID, let's be worried about this. This is a breach, a breaking of a sacred promise that the government has made. It is one of the only reasons why the country exists. And they are taking that responsibility and they are, they are flushing it down the toilet. Uh, they are overwhelmed. You've got these folks, they've got to use the restroom. You've got, you know, moms with kids. Uh, it is truly a humanitarian crisis. And, you know, where is the AOC? Where are the Democrats who are screaming kids in cages, who are screaming about kids drinking out of toilets, all of which were lies, blatant, flat out lies a few years ago. We proved them to be lies. You getting tired of this yet, guys? And now you've got this crisis going on at the border, which is endangering Texans, endangering ranchers, endangering our a country with opioids flowing. Let's not forget all the child sex traffic and, and the drugs. And cartels having operational control. And you've got thousands of immigrants who are in these horrible conditions and are risking their lives and being uh, abused by cartels. That's the state of the border. And it gets even worse. If you want to break a little news. Listen to this. I just got told by a mayor, a good source, that they've had conversations with Border Patrol, that orders are coming down from Border Patrol essentially to abandon their operations of really, truly monitoring uh, the, the border and dealing with the, the area between the ports of entry because they can only focus on dealing with essentially babysitting and monitoring and managing the ports of entry and, the, and then the places where people are coming in at McAllen uh, in the processing center. So we're getting to a place wow. now in a desperate time where we're not really having any true policing of our border. Unbelievable. A little bit more with Representative Chip Roy on Cortez and Pellegrino on Newsmax. You're saying that they're effectively becoming processing agents rather than being real border guards, rather than being real cops standing on the line at the U.S. border. Uh, instead, they're, they're pushing paper to process these illegal migrants who are being sent all over the United States. Is that accurate? Yeah, there's no doubt that that has been what has been happening now for weeks and months. It's been building to this. What I'm being told now, unconfirmed, but from a source that I that I trust, that they're being told by who is a mayor of a small town, border patrol, that they're no longer going to be uh, able to even try to perform their functions between the port of entry and police the border. And so uh, I think we're now getting right. to a true, um, you know, emergency situation. We've been there. Now it's getting sure. to a real bad spot. And it's all happening because of policy. Because of policy. In the meantime, the Senate was presented with a 2,700-page debacle. 
infrastructure. It is opening the door to what Democrats want to pass is another $3.5 trillion. It's not about infrastructure. It's about reshaping the country. It's about socializing the country. It's about changing policy. If it were just about infrastructure, it would only need a fraction of this money. It is bankrupting our children. It is cheapening our dollar. And I am so, so thoroughly fed up with all of it. Here is Grant Stinchfield talking about the new bill that nobody's going to read, but they're going to pass it anyway. $2.5 billion on welcome centers for migrants. What does that have to do with infrastructure? $2 billion. Do you know what a big stadium in a big city costs? About $600 million, maybe $700 million. More open borders. Are you surprised? $1 billion for a commission run by Senator Joe Manchin's wife. That's called the Appalachian Regional Commission. It's an economic development firm. What's she even doing involved with? A billion dollars for the Appalachian development? Are you out of your nut? This, okay? The left literally buying the senator's all-important swing vote. Wow. That's what it sounds like to me. Yep. The bill also includes spending based on race. And check this out. The bill even defines gender identity as a protected class, because that has to do with infrastructure. No, it doesn't. And here is Sebastian Gorka exposing Joe Manchin. And I have never been. Joe, Joe Manchin is not a blue dog Democrat. Joe Manchin changes direction like the wind. You can never depend on Joe Manchin. He, he voted for Obamacare and he always, he always, he always disappoints. And this time it's very clear because his wife and her organization got a billion dollar Payoff. This is why the swamp needs to be drained and paved over. If just one Republican votes for this, they have to be assured by their constituents that they will never, ever be reelected to any political position. This is the essence. This is the essence of graft and corruption. And, and wait, do you remember way back when how we were told, oh, mansion? West Virginia, you can rely upon him. <laughs> Nothing crazy is going to get voted on in this Senate because, hey, he's West Virginia. <laughs> Back then I said it. Don't trust him for a millisecond. They will buy him off or no. they will buy his wife off. And this is exactly what they're doing with this putrid pseudo-infrastructure bill. Get him out of office. Done with this. Here is uh, Eric Bowling talking with Peter Navarro about, uh, about the debt you know, we're talking the, the, the national debt soaring, and, and, and from my years on Wall Street, I, I knew who held most of that there, a lot of the debt. If it's not the U.S., whoever doesn't hold China. it in the U.S., China holds a big, big chunk of it. What is the risk to the U.S. with China holding so much of our debt? Uh, Eric, the risk is, is what it has always been. That they can pretty much make us their B-word. That, uh, they can destabilize our bond markets and stock markets simply uh, by dumping some of those bonds um, onto those markets. And uh, we have to wean ourselves uh, from that Chinese dependence, but we're certainly not going to do it moving in the direction we are, which is into a, a really debt-laden economy. That Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The road to an Olympic gold came to an end for the once-dominant U.S. women's soccer team Monday after losing to Canada. The team's best hope now is winning a bronze medal. But what may be a bigger news is the outpouring of contempt for the woke squad and the number of its crusading players who arguably have become better known for staging kneeling protests against America prior to games. For the first time in history, 
tens of thousands, perhaps millions of Americans are rooting against an American team. Do you know why? Because that team roots against America. Yahoo Sports has been inundated with comments from Americans who indicated they actually were rooting against the U.S. women's team and were happy about the loss. I can't believe I'm a Canadian team. Uh, I'm happy a Canadian team beat our U.S. team, but that's how these woke soccer players who injected politics into the Olympics made me feel. Another one, I am an American but was cheering for Canada. Maybe if they spent more time playing soccer and less time embarrassing America, they would do better. First time I ever rooted for a U.S. team to lose. Looks like they should have practiced soccer a bit more than politics. As an American, I'm sad. Hope they lose the bronze too. Glad to see this, another commenter wrote. If you can't respect and represent the country that you sent there, then you don't belong on that podium. The U.S. women's team suffered a shutout loss to Sweden in its opening round uh, contest of the Tokyo Olympics after it staged a kneeling protest. Another comment, the nauseating smugness finally smacked the team in the choppers. They should be ashamed how a fellow Americans feel about them, but there's no shame. They don't feel any shame. They're ignorant, ignorant, ignorant millennials and Gen Zers. And uh, it's pretty sad and pathetic, to be quite honest. Yeah. Here's a rising star in the Republican Party, Nancy Mace. She talked to uh, Grant Stinchfield yesterday about Pelosi's authoritarianism. Now, if you think that this uh, this virus is so deadly and so awful and everybody's going to die and you got to remask everybody, then why are the Senate, why is the Senate not required? Do they just want the Senate to die? Or is it all just a giant political ploy? Of course it's a giant political ploy. Nancy Pelosi is exerting her power over, and in a very petty, petulant, awful way, over Republican members of Congress by making them wear a mask and fining them if they didn't. She tried to get people arrested, but the Capitol Police said, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Here is uh, Nancy Mace telling Nancy Pelosi, uh, bring it. Well, Congresswoman, is it more than just the mask and Speaker Pelosi and, and Republicans in the House? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is an authoritarian regime right now at this point. When I heard, when I walked into my office on the Hill on Thursday morning and heard that Nancy Pelosi had directed the Capitol Hill police to arrest staffers and anyone visiting the Capitol who was not wearing a mask, I lost it. And members of Congress who were not wearing a mask were supposed to be reported to the police. Um, this is insanity. And she's, it's Nancy Pelosi gone wild. I mean, really. And you heard, you know, the, the Republicans are trying to be villainized. And I had four words for Nancy Pelosi, come and get me. There's something called civil disobedience um, where we can and we should peacefully uh, protest some of these demands. And I'm, I'm old enough to remember when it was you know, former President Trump, who was authoritarian, but this truly is what they're doing authoritarian right now. And it's time to push back. And you saw a few hours later, folks on social media, including media with those bright blue uh, official stars by their name saying, well, gosh, if we're going to arrest people with masks, why don't we arrest people that haven't been vaccinated? You've got people in uh, in Italy and France leading the way with regard to masks and mandate protests. We need to lead the way. We need to have massive mask burning parties. I am not joking. We need to get together and we need to have outspoken people say enough is enough is enough. We know that last week's renewed uh, totalitarianism is based on a lie. And we can sit there, we can take it, and we can do it all over again. Or we can say, no. I'm saying no. Former President Donald Trump has not yet announced whether he'll run for president in 2024, but he's raised $102 million. That's a record for somebody who's left office 
Of course he's going to run. Of course he's going to run. And he's been having these supposed, uh, I guess, cabinet meetings <laughs> ahead of time. Here's Mark Meadows, used to be a spokesperson for Donald Trump, talking about the, uh, the meetings that have been going on in Florida. We're looking at what uh, does come next. I, I'm not uh, authorized to speak on behalf of the president. Okay. But I, but I can tell you this, Steve. Uh, we wouldn't be meeting tonight if we weren't making plans to move forward in a real way and with President okay. Trump at the head of that ticket. All right. I saw that and I thought, okay, wow, they're thinking big things for 22 and 24. Uh, but a big chunk of the fake news thinks you're doing something in August. Uh, Sir, wouldn't that be great? Care to clarify or what, what, what's going on? Well, listen, there doesn't need to be any clarification from my yeah. standpoint. Your analysis is spot on. I can tell you that a number of us met some of uh, his cabinet members from uh, from previous times. Obviously, that's what I was referring to. Even if I was just referring to his own kitchen cabinet, we're talking about what we need to do to keep the America first former cabinet members agenda going forward. And I I can tell you that uh, it's it's not hard to improve on Joe Biden uh, in his uh, <laughs> abysmal record in terms of the economy. If he was setting out to ruin the country, uh, he couldn't do better than he's doing now. In terms of the border, in terms of everything that's happening, we were talking about that. We were talking about how we're going to engage in 2022 and 2024. Uh, millions of Americans want President uh, Trump to run again and be in the White House. And I Millions of them want him in the White House right now. Here's a little bit more from uh, Mark Meadows about uh, Donald Trump and his meetings with the cabinet. Hey, can you tell us, though, what former cabinet members... Uh, Donald Trump is talking to at Bedminster. Uh, you, you're you're really good. I, I can tell you that uh, uh, I'm not going to list the number of people that were there, but there were a couple of uh, former cabinet members that uh, actually joined us for dinner that particular night. Uh, when when the president uh, actually gets us together, we were there in Bedminster. We were talking about 2022, 2024. Uh, we were talking about all the great uh, policy accomplishments. You know uh, that that the president was was able to get done from the Abraham Accords to securing the border to unemployment numbers that were at historic lows. Uh, but but listen, there's a lot of people that are excited, not just former cabinet members, but people who really want him to be in the White House because it was better for them and certainly better for America. I uh, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Here's what the left thinks of you. And I love it when I'm called things, you know, called, uh, I don't know, deplorable. Uh, insurrectionist, I guess. Well, now this is what uh, Dean Obadiah said on MSNBC of Trump supporters and people who went to the uh, the capital of the United States on January the 6th. This is, um, I would say, the most despicable thing, but honestly, the people on the left come up with even more despicable things every single day with uh, regard to comparisons between Trump supporters and, in this case, 9-11 uh, terrorists. What happened on January 6th was an act of terrorism. That's not my words. That's the words of Christopher Ray, the FBI director. Oh, okay. Well, Christopher Ray, he's not a political tool. Oh, yeah. No, he is. I really urge us all to see this through the prism of terrorism. We are 20 years from 9-11. I'm Muslim. My community suffered harshly after 9-11. We were told you're either with us or you're with the No, not really. No, it didn't really happen. The backlash against Muslims in the United States did not happen. Terrorists. That's the same question that should go to Fox News and the Republicans. Are you with the United States or with Trump's terrorists? That's the Trump's terrorists. I guess if I'm with Trump, then I'm going to... 
Don't get him a terrorist. Question. It is that simple. I look at Fox News now. They are the Al Jazeera of America. <laughs> 9-11. Al Jazeera wrongly, though, was described as the mouthpiece for terrorism. They were not celebrating bin Laden. They were not defending the terrorists. But Fox News is. Fox News is literally... He's saying that, that Donald Trump is bin Laden and you are a terrorist. Wow. Having on Donald Trump, who is the Osama bin Laden of January 6th. What a complete uh, D-bag. Let's hear that again. Fox News is literally having on... Donald Trump, who is the Osama bin Laden of yes. January 6th. And uh, I can say, as a non-white person who yes. looks white, but oh, I'm sure. half Arab, yeah, that the idea that, that the media won't call white people terrorists is, makes us less safe, and it's fundamentally wrong. So I'm hoping people in the media like... Oh, I'd love to debate this jerk. Officer Daniel Hodges testified <laughs> the attackers were terrorists. That's not hyperbolic. That's the Oh, no, that is hyperbolic. I mean, that's the definition of hyperbole. Correct definition of federal law. Uh, and brothers and sisters in the media who were not... What about the people who go in after the federal courthouse in Portland? What about the $2 billion worth of damage done by Antifa and Black Lives Matter? That's terror. What about burning down buildings and smashing out windows? That's terror. Color, call the white attackers what oh. they are. They are terrorists, and you're either with us... Or you're with those terrorists who wanted to overthrow our government. Oh, okay. Well, I am so not with you. I'll tell you that right now. And they're not terrorists who wanted to overthrow the government. Because you want to overthrow the government, you have to be armed generally. Unless you're Mahatma Gandhi. Okay? All right. Breathe, Carson. Breathe, Carson. Breathe. Oh, the children's television show, The Muppet Babies, has decided to make uh, Gonzo a transgender princess. Miss Piggy referred to the princess using they pronouns, and uh, apparently they found a glass slipper that was owned by this princess. Our royal ball. We met the most amazing princess, but they ran away, and all they left behind was this. Everyone, there's something I need to tell you. There's Gonzo. The princess who came to your ball tonight was me. Gonzarella. So, why didn't Vu tell us? Because you all expected me to look a certain way. I don't want you to be upset with me, but... Okay, there you go. That's the uh, Muppet Babies. I'm, I'm glad I don't have uh, toddlers anymore. <sighs> so much propaganda, so little time. One final note from Ted Cruz talking about uh, the vaccine mandate and the mask mandate and all that stuff. And I think this is this is a powerful message. Let's listen to a little bit of it. Maybe try to leave on a positive note today, shall we? The Biden administration wants every American to wear a mask. Doesn't matter if you've been vaccinated, even if you've been vaccinated. They say you got to wear a mask. The CDC updating its indoor mask guidance, now recommending vaccinated Americans put the mask back on too. And even advising universal masking. Everybody in a school needs to wear a mask, even if they've had the shot. This is, not to put too fine a point on it, crap. This isn't science. There should be no COVID mandates. It's time to say no. No vaccine mandates. The government has no business forcing you to take this vaccine. No mask mandates and no vaccine passports. Listen, vaccines work. Remember a couple weeks ago they said they were not going to try to do vaccine passports. And now you've got people saying that you can't go on a flight. You can't go into stores. You can't go to work unless you're vaccinated. That's a vaccine passport. I've been vaccinated. My family's been vaccinated. But that's a personal choice. 
that's a personal choice that you can make for your life and your family. We believe in freedom. We believe in individual responsibility. You can make this choice. You know, on Capitol Hill, Democrats right now are engaged in a kabuki theater. Just about everyone's been vaccinated. And yet they're putting on their masks to show just how submissive and compliant they are to this new government edict. If this is such a terrible pandemic, why did Muriel Bowser go to a land of reception without a mask hours after the mandate went into effect? Why did Nancy Pelosi immediately after telling people on Capitol Hill that members of uh, the House and staffers have to wear masks and immediately went out and took off her mask twice? Why did Gavin Newsom go out to an incredible dinner at the French Laundry, which you could only dream of eating at, at the height of the pandemic? Why did Anthony Fauci sit in a baseball field without a mask on last year during the height of the pandemic? Are you kidding me? It doesn't make any sense. We can take common sense. We're not stupid. Steps to defeat COVID-19. That's a good thing. But giving up our freedom to over-controlling government bureaucrats who want to shut down our schools, shut down our businesses, shut down our churches, and shut down our lives. The Democrats have done enough of that this year. Amen, brother. 100%. It's time to say hell no. Hell no. Our next school board meeting, if they suggest masking in my kid's school, I'm going to the school board meeting. I've never been to a school board meeting before, but I'm going. My daughter said last year that she, she couldn't breathe. She'd sit in class and she'd sneeze, and, and it disgusted her that she had to breathe in her own sneeze. Her face would break out. She couldn't see her friends. There's no good science to suggest returning to masks. It's all a sham. That's going to do it for the show today, guys. I, uh, I just ask you, and a lot of people are looking for answers right now, hold the line, be strong, be Faithful, realize that evil doesn't win. Otherwise, Hitler's nephew would be uh, in charge of, of uh, Nazi Germany today. Pol Pot would still be around. The Soviet Union would be still around. So good will ultimately end up. But well, you've got to fight and you've got to say no. <laughs> you just, you've got to say no. I'm not saying break laws. I'm not saying break laws. But I'm saying make your voice heard. There you go. Hey, if you get a chance to uh, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, uh, the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson on Apple Podcasts, the other 50, 50, 50 uh, platforms are available at NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts, okay? It's all over the place. I greatly appreciate you joining me. God bless you. God bless our police. God bless our military. God bless our country as founded. And let's take it back, shall we? Remember, Ashley Babbitt, and above all, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.